Welcome to the 9642 Podcast. This is your host, Mr. Number 9. And this is The Fool. Hello, everyone. We are going to talk about the King's Game Cricket. Yeah. And the proper version of the King's Game, white, red ball, yeah, 11 aside each, unlimited <laughs> overs in theory, and <laughs> two innings per... Uh, you know what I mean. We're talking yeah. about test match cricket. We are literally hours away at the time of recording uh, from the first test between New Zealand and, uh, and England in Lords. Is there a better way to open up the Northern Hemisphere summer than this? No, no, I think this is going to be amazing. Even if the, um, I'm not sure how the weather is today, but the weather on the news the other night didn't look as though doing the warm-ups didn't look particularly um, crickety, but I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, there's a few interesting stories going into that New Zealand didn't play too well against the County 11. Mm. And Michael Potts, who got a bunch of wickets against New Zealand in that game, is set to make his debut for the squad. All right, yeah, yeah. But also, to be fair, I think New Zealand uh, did play a bunch of new people, and Kane Williamson is still returning back from injury. Yeah. It's been interesting to see, uh, looking at New Zealand's lineup and who's available, do you think New Zealand will play someone like an Ajaz Patel, or will... Th- Will they just go with uh, someone like Colin de Grandholm or Daryl Mitchell in these conditions? Yeah, I think that's, to me, it's probably more likely. Say, I haven't looked at the weather forecast for today, but so having have the news coverage of it show is very grey and overcast and not looking particularly um, sunny, I would say that yeah, more likely a Colin de Grandholm or someone like that, um, as opposed to AJS. Just, yeah. That seems to be the preference um, in the more, quote-unquote, New Zealand conditions, which this looks to be closer to. Yeah, I there were... Apparently, Devin Conway is going to bat number four, which I do think is a natural position for him. He's almost a like-for-like replacement for the great Ross Taylor, who has yeah. retired from Red Bull Cricket uh, for New Zealand. Um, well, all cricket for New Zealand, just come to think yeah. of it. He's a very worthy successor, uh, I think, Devin Definitely. Conway. So, and Kane Williamson will bat number three since he's playing this game. Yep. Top order. I like Will Young. I thought he played very well as an opener. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when Devin was injured, so I am happy to see him pro- get a chance to make that position his own. Um, and he's learning from one of the best, I think, in the business, in Tom Latham, who has had a pretty good year so far, I think, um, overall. Yeah. And Latham has been very, very good so far. So um, it's good to see that continue. Yeah, I Will Young has basically uh, played 14 innings and done 550s with an average yeah. of 31 in test cricket. He's still very much learning his craft at the top level. Playing in England, he's not he's not had a bad go of it. Um, either. Uh, he's a very capable player, I think, with that. Uh... Will Young, yes, definitely. Um, they say he's just definitely another one for the that's coming through that's just stepped up as well and 
I don't see any problems with him him stepping in. Yeah, and the only other question is whether you want to uh, potentially is Michael Bracewell going to play? As yeah. he is a bit of an all-rounder, sort of, because he does have a bit of off-spin in him. He's obviously from a very... Uh, from a family that's famous in New Zealand cricket, the Bracewells. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the nephew of John and uh, Brendan Bra uh, Bra Bracewell, and the son of form, you know, first-class cricketer Mark Bracewell. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, when I say first-class cricketer, he's played one first-class game. I should, yeah. uh, it's one more than me. I'm not looking yeah. down on <laughs> Exactly. And he's also the uh, nephew of Dougie Bracewell uh, yeah, yeah. and the cousin of D Dougie Bracewell Jr. Yeah, I see here he's more of a wicketkeeper, but yep, can can a bit of can roll the armor over if he's fielding. Um... Looking at the wicketkeeper spot because Tom Blundell, while he's technically the incumbent, I know Cam Fletcher has been doing really well. People are excited about him as well. Yeah. Um, he's a couple of years younger. I think Tom has been waiting a long time to get his opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And he's done reasonably well every time he's been called up to play for the team. So I wouldn't drop him yet. I think give him a go. No, definitely seems to be the right, the the right call there. As you say, he's been a, a he's waiting. Him, he's been the number two for a long time, um, to the last couple of years where he stepped up, and there's nothing about him that's that suggests that he should be dropped. Um, yeah. So I would expect him to to glove up. So Ruchin Ravindra's not in that uh, sixteen squad for the game, so he won't be playing, unfortunately, for him. Um, so this is like I think the top five for New Zealand kind of pick itself at the moment. Will Young with Tom Latham. Yeah. I think that you got to go with and Kane Williamson followed yeah. by Devin Conway and yeah. uh, Henry Nichols. That's your top five, and yeah, then yeah. basically number six. Do you want uh, Colin de Grandhomme, Daryl Mitchell? And obviously your wicketkeeper is going to be um, Tom Blundell, whether he bats number six or seven. I think Tom Blundell's a natural number seven. Mm -hmm. I think that's the right role for him to bat yeah, with, yeah. Some, with one of the lower order batters, whether it's Conway or Nichols. Yeah, yeah. And then you've got... Uh, you've got to basically it's between Daryl Mitchell and Colin DeGrandom. I think both of those, both of their bowling could be quite useful on the surface, mm -hmm. like especially if if Colin DeGrandom can do the same thing he did again that Test uh, Championship final against yeah, India, yeah. where he pulled those very tight overs to to give the frontline bowlers a rest. Yeah. Um, Trent Bolt has, I believe, uh, he had COVID. Is he? I I heard news that he was out, but he's in the playing squad, so he's he in must the be. Squad. So he must be available. Yeah. Um, you've got obviously Saudi plays. Um, yeah. Carl Jamieson plays if he's available. I think Carl Jamieson bats number eight. Saudi bats number nine in that scenario. Wagner, uh. Bats number ten, and it's basically number eleven. Whether it's Ajaz, Bolt, availability, or Matt Henry, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, and it's obviously Bolt if he's available. 
If he's not available, yeah, that's maybe that opens the question for Aegis Patel if he's not available because if yeah. the game does take, I think Aegis Patel is an attacking left arm spinner, and I do think he could uh, he could rattle England. Um, oh, definitely. And England's batting has not been the best, obviously. No. As we know, uh, there's a bunch of new players coming in. Uh, obviously, jo- uh, Joe Root is still an- incredible. Ben Stokes is the second best batter in that team. And yeah. there's your problem. <laughs> the second best batter in your team bats number six. Yeah. And is a, yeah, and is an all-rounder. So. Yeah, and like... Bearstow will probably uh, hit Cape uh, for this team. But once again, England can... Is there going to be a wicket-keeping controversy? I mean, why not, England? This is what you do, <laughs> apparently. Apparently. So there's... Uh, who's going to open for them? Who's going to do the... Uh, who's going to... Batting number three surely is going to be Joe Root. I mean, you ideally, think? you'd want to keep Joe at number four because he's such a run machine, but it's such a fragile batting lineup, you almost have to promote him to number three because yeah. you're almost expecting a wick- early wicket. Yeah. Um, I think if New Zealand win the toss and bowl, like, you know me, I'm a bat first guy, just like Vladimir Putin, you know? Bat first. <laughs> That's the Definitely. way I go. But yeah, yeah. he, uh, but New Zealand likes bowl first, and I think the uh, if they bowl first, oof, uh, Tim Saudi, and if Dar- if uh, Trent Bolt is fit, they could get, they could do the damage. Um, even if Trent Bolt is not fit, Henry Nichols, yeah, the pace, uh, Matt Henry, you mean. Sorry, Matt Henry, beg your pardon. Yes, yes, Matt Henry. Which is, is it interesting to you that they not even consider someone like a Lockie Ferguson for this test side? That is interesting, actually. Like, but in guess, the squad. Yeah. I mean, sure, hit the, if the, even if he were to be in the squad to be rested, maybe not available in the first test to give him time to get, you know, he just won a final for Gujarat uh, in the yeah. IPL. And look, don't get me wrong, Lockie Ferguson is one of the first names I pencil in the team for the T20 squad and the one-day squad. But the only exactly. reason he's not in the team is he got injured and Carl Jamison kind of replaced him. Um, but it's, uh, you know, if Carl Jamison can be put in as a wicket keep, as an all-rounder instead of Colin de Grandhomme, Lockie Ferguson surely just adds something else to your team. You've got out-and-out pace. Right arm swing, left arm swing, tall, bouncy, quick bowler who's accurate yeah, in yeah. Carl Jensen. That's like, and you've got the left arm uh, swing of Neil Wagner, who's uh, who can also bowl the bouncers and the do be the workhorse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's for like, I think for example, if we're gonna uh, gonna be worried about the uh, bat because. When you've got Tom Blundell at coming in at number, uh, if Tom Blundell could probably bat number six, don't you think? Yeah. And Carl oh, Jameson bat number seven. Yeah, no, that's definitely how I would balance that. If you were going with Jameson over, um, Mitchell or DeGrand home. Yeah, just push Blundell up one to six. He can definitely bat there and bat perfectly fine. Uh, in does, English, yeah. 
I feel like obviously Kyle Jamison bowled really well in that final. Um, yeah. so definitely worth keeping him in the squad. And Matt Henry is quick, uh, yeah. but he's not Lockie Ferguson quick. No, like Matt Henry's very good bowler. I rate yeah, yeah. him very highly, and I, I think he's unfortunately in that Andy Bickle role for the New Zealand team, where he has to come in when somebody's injured and do the yeah. best he can. Um. No, but, you definitely know, the problem for Matt Henry is that he's just in an era where we have a lot of very good fast bowlers. So it's, it does make it hard to to etch out your own little niche when, you know, you've got the likes of Saldi and Bolt and Wagner ahead of you that are just blasting everything could, out. So. Yeah, if you could get Lockie Ferguson into this team somehow, like that, like in a... In a in conditions where pace bowling is going to be really, really good, like especially like for example when we were in India, where Lockie Ferguson has proven to be an effective wicket taker with yeah. the white ball, I'm sure he could do the same with the red ball because you know pace is pace. When you've got like he's genuinely fast, yeah, yeah. and he's broken Sh- he broke Shane Bond's record for the fastest ball ever bowled by a pace bowler in New Zealand, yeah, or by a New Zealand post pace bowler in that final. So he is like, he could in theory do, and he can sort of swing the ball. He's not just fast. No, no, it does move he's a bit. Decent, yeah. He's decently tall. Yeah. Um, and if you've got fast and you've got bounce, Carl Jamison, I mean, you could even, uh, and Neil, Wa- uh, you could even consider him over someone like a Neil Wagner in subcontinent like conditions. Yeah, where... actually, that's a good point. Because Neil Wagner's swing, his other ball, which is not his bouncer, is not as effective. Yeah, like, yeah. Neil Wagner is super effective in p- pitches in, like in Australia, South Africa, New Zealand, England. Yeah. But I think West Indies, Pakistan, where we're touring, and like especially when we toured New Z- uh, India, we could have used an out-and-out pace of somebody like Lockie to be our first change. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. It's, yeah, in the subcontinent or West Indies or, you know, we're... Will uh, Neil Wagner's not as effective? Yeah. Like bringing Lockie seems a good idea. Yeah, or even if we had uh, Lockie to open with Trent Bolt left mm-hmm. and right, and then Tim Saudi was first change, and then bowled his wobble ball, and you know, yeah, yeah, his because uh, I think Tim Saudi has become such a skilled bowler, he could be a very good first change as well as a good opening bowler, obviously. Oh. He's just a good bowler all around. Whatever role you needed him for, I'm sure uh, Saudi yeah. would would be like, really good at it. I feel like Saudi is like one of those players on the wing who could play wing, left mid, left wing back, left back, like yeah. all around. Like you know what I mean? Like you don't yeah, yeah, need, yeah. Uh, and you could get a re- to fit the balance. Like he's the most versatile bowler in the team. Oh, you can like you can never not have Tim Saudi. He's just too versatile. Just does too many things. Um, has too many threats in uh, in a in a red ball games to not care to not care have him. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. makes so many he makes so many other bowlers better when he bowls with them. Yeah. Um, Trent is your gun. Like, but in this sort of lineup, you know, Trent could be a more leader figure. Tim Saudi work be more of a workhorse and like you know Lockie be the gun because he's the pace in that condition like in an India type in a subcontinent condition where it's strong bad you know where it's a good batting pitch 
obviously you're gonna have Ajax Patel in that lineup. Yeah. When, oh, do sounds... you bother? I'm just saying. Go just on. news from the from the ground is that um, it's expected that Ajax and Trent will be picked into the thing. So likely mean two seamers, probably Neil Wagner and Matt Henry are missing out. So yeah, sounds like Ajax is going to get a bowl. Lords does spin, so yeah. I'm not surprised by that. Um, it's June, uh, so it's usually like in first, traditionally in, with the first class season in England, you you know spin bowlers for, uh, who would play the county season would be like, yeah, you kind of have to let May. If you're starting in April, you let April May go. Because you've still got June, you know, you've got July, August, September up your sleeve to get your yeah, yeah. wicket when it's warmer, and June is kind of a hit or miss. Yeah. Uh, but I think, yeah, HS has proven he's very good, and he can either be a defensive bowler or an attacking bowler. Um, and he's a good shout for being probably our most effective spin bowler ever in Test. Yeah. Like, Don Vittori may be an all-round better player. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a good, great batter. And, you know, early on he had, like, uh, and he knew his role and he was a really, and he was really good at that role that the team needed him to do. But I think Ajaz is more versatile. He can be very defensive. He can be very attacking. Yeah, yeah. As a bowler. Oh. And he's nowhere near as good a bat as Dan, obviously. Obviously, yeah. But yeah, I think if yeah, AJ has got more of a go that he would like in New Zealand conditions and all around, he'd possibly be showing um yeah, he'd definitely be showing that he deserves to be in the same same conversation as Dan about, you know, great New Zealand spinners and stuff. But I think sometimes New Zealand public because we don't see him but hey, he basically never plays well, he hasn't played in New Zealand. So it's only overseas that you get to see him play. It's I think sometimes it gets overlooked a bit because of that. Yeah, it's hard to uh, to work out how good he is because he only bowls in conditions that are favorable to him. Yeah. To be fair, it's not like he can pick. Um, he's got an incredible <laughs> strike rate though, fifty-seven balls per wicket. Yeah. Um, three fivers and one fourfer in eleven test matches. Like, that's pretty good, right? That's very good. Oh, I also see that England's um, playing 11s had it already been picked yesterday. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's Crawley, Lees, Pope, Root, Bairstow, Stokes, Oaks as wicketkeeper, Potts, Leach, Broad, and Anderson. Right. So, um, so yeah, Root's still at four. And Bairstow not keeping but it's keeping with um folks instead yeah be interesting to see how they go it'd be interesting also because they've got uh, mccullum now as as coach head coach whether there's a change of mindset and you know change of captain as well to stokes leading as opposed to root so i it's really def uh obviously we all greatly admire Brendan McCollum as a coach and a captain and yeah. you know, he's obviously very good at being a man manager but how much man management can can help England is limited when they've had there's like the batting is awful like yeah. 
really, really bad. The Ashes, like we nobody expected England to win in the Ashes at all, uh, but that was really poor. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like, it's hard to see anyone turning this England team around quickly. It's going to take, and more than just you say, more than just man management, these proper, proper shakeup of of the whole team and everything. And and they were lucky to draw two tests against the West Indies in March, and the West Indies beat mm-hmm. them in the third test. The West Indies are not a great side. They're good. They're on the up, and they're improving. Yeah. Uh, but like the West Indies and South Africa are two of the toughest places to bat in the world at the moment, and England are third worse. And unfortunately, yeah. the harder it is to bat, it seems the more experienced your batting lineup is, the better. Like the more runs they have in them. Like yeah, exactly. I genuinely cannot see this English team retain, uh, uh, get the ashes of Australia in England. Unless they get very lucky. Oh, that'd be uh, extremely lucky. Yeah. Like next year or next next year, I can't remember when it is, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's yeah. A while off, but yeah, um I think you're right. Like I mean there's a lot of time, even if it's just next year, it's a lot of time to pass. But just but looking at it's current... so hard to grow batters, right? Nobody's asking yeah. you to ha- even someone like a root, who's one of the four great Betters of his era, like you know, he's a unicorn, right? There's nobody to support him yeah. in that lineup. Like as soon as Alistair Cook retired, uh, that team, uh, he it became a one-man show in the batting side of things. Exactly. Yeah, that's and... that is England's biggest problem. Is just where do they find? Anybody, any betting other than Root. Yeah, and playing at home, like it, like from what I understand from English fans who talk online about these things, the counties were never designed to make England players. Like Australia, New Zealand, um, and even maybe India, Pakistan, and all those places, their first class system are designed to feed into the test side to yeah, make yeah. great to make players that are going to play tests. Like, at the end of the day, that's how, uh, what we as, like, me as an Auckland fan, that's, or a, well, really a Wellington fan, <laughs> um, what I think about is how many black caps are we making? When it, like, I'm, for some reason, a Wellington fan in the white ball game, but Auckland in the red ball. <laughs> but I like the women... I like all the women's team from Northern Districts, so yeah, I'm I'm weird. Don't, but you know, <laughs> not arguing with that, man. Not arguing with that. But you know, like most of it, like don't you just think more about? Oh yeah, how many black caps are you producing though? Like you know, yeah, yeah, be... exactly. Like the '90s, late '90s, early 2000s, Northern Districts dominated in uh, New Zealand domestic cricket. How many players from that team were playing in, as were black caps? Very few. Yeah. Dan Vittori. Yeah. Like, who's a regular from that team who you'd, like, name immediately? And Dan Vittori hardly played for that team because he was yeah. playing so many games for the black caps. <laughs> Always away. Yeah. I feel like it was another one or two, but I can't remember off the top of my head, which 
technically means they weren't. Oh, Brian Young. Oh, yes. Technically, uh, he was playing I'm... Black Caps, so there you go. Yeah, Dion Nash. Was he Northern Districts or he Central Districts? And Auckl- Northern Districts in Auckland. Oh, was it? Yes, yes. I mean, so it's basically you're kind of scraping because, you know, Brian Young also played for Auckland. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just how it uh, went. But in New Zealand, the system's designed to create black caps, and, you know, they're not. They've. They're used to facing uh, a swinging ball. They are used to facing medium pace. That's very accurate. Mm-hmm. Sure. Jimmy Anderson is Jimmy Anderson. And yeah. uh, 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 Stuart Broad is Stuart Broad. Excellent bowlers. But even yeah. at home, their strike rates are very uh, high. And the issue there is if you're a very economical high strike rate bowler if the other guy is not getting uh, wickets for you uh, your opposition is going to get runs yeah so they're really England are really dependent from a bowling perspective on and this game I think uh, they're going to need a uh, people like it was Craig Overton. Did you say was playing? No, Matthew Potts. He's been Sorry. given his debut. Matthew, yeah, Matthew Potts is gonna have to, uh, sh- uh, you know, fill in a lot uh, and at, yeah. at first change as well. And you got Jack Leach uh, as the spinner. And Jack Leach, if he's not, if he gets pumped, which he can do. Yeah. Uh, then you're. It's gonna be difficult for them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once again, sort of a lot going on the short shoulders of Broad and Anderson there. Um, and Stokes, obviously. Oh, and Stokes, obviously, too. Yes, we should get him. Um, but, yeah, from a bowling point of view, that's those are the three that have been keeping the, the bowling stocks of England going for well, a very long time. Also, like, in England, like, they go on and on so much about their history. Like... I remember when Ian Botham was made captain, it was a disaster. When Tony Gregg was made captain, it was a disaster. (laughs) And when Andrew Flintoff was made captain, you guessed it, it was a disaster. (laughs) I know Ben Stokes is a New Zealander. He's from the South Island. So, you know, uh, Brendan McCollum backs him. Like yeah, I get yeah. that. Like you know, you gotta you gotta support the sons of the soil. Like <laughs> can't argue that logic. Uh, yeah, no, that's a good point. Two, but we'll see how South this goes. Isle- two South Island boys of Maori descent. Of course, they're gonna back each other. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get that. Like understood. Well understood. But also, come on. Right? Like, this has never worked for England. Like, never, ever worked. Might be a first time, man. Might be the first time. It is Stokes, after all. He seems to be able yes. to do everything, so. Like, Stokes is already doing a lot, and, you know, he's already under a lot of mental stress, yeah. as it is. He's had to take one break. I'm And I'm glad that he felt like he could do it. And yeah, it yeah. was 
and the environment is conducive enough to let him take that time off for himself and all that. That's very important. So, uh, and, you know, I think it, it provides a good example to, you know, people in cricket because it's such a mentally demanding game with yeah, yeah. so many demons. And it's, I think, so important for uh, especially leadership leaders like Ben Stokes, who's now the captain, to show that they're, um, you know, that it's okay to take care of these things and come yeah, back yeah. stronger. Um, and, and, you know, Ben Stokes has had off-field issues too. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, it's, an, uh, it's not like he's... Uh, yeah, uh, he's a flawless individual, and nobody is. So, no. it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think Alex Lees is also making his debut. I don't think he's played a match yet, a uh, test match. Yet. I, no, I think he has played, but only one or two. He's played three test matches. Okay, three test matches. Yeah. This is the other thing. See all these batters that England have. Other than uh, uh, other than Joe Root and um, Rory Burns, who's not playing, um, and Rory Burns is the quintessential block machine. And if he doesn't have a scorer on the other end, there is no pressure on the bowling lineup, and the bowling lineup will yeah. just very patiently use their plans and getting. Like there's very there is almost no other player who averages above forty in first class level. Wow. In in English domestic cricket. I mean you think yeah. about that, like that's incredible because you know, how many there are like sixteen counties. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, okay, there's probably Alistair Cook. He's not coming back, okay? No, Alistair that's... Cook is not coming back to play. <laughs> Give up on that dream, England. Come on. He's done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, so Alex Lee's like good luck to him, even though I'm a New Zealander. Uh, but it's he's he's got a hard ask to bowl again. And Zach Crawley is literally a feast or famine batter. Like he'll either score you a double century or he will, you know, get a duck. Yeah. And also he averages. And, you know, that reflects the fact that he has a batting average of 31. That seems about right. Like, that's the classic feast and famine yeah, yeah. batting average. Yeah, uh, Like, Joe Roots, once again, obviously a class act. And, like, when yeah. we say Ben Stokes is the next best batter, we mean batter, not the next best player after Joe Root. He is... Uh, literally, like the owner, uh, he is the uh, got the second highest first class average in that test squad at the moment after Root. Yeah, it's still funny to think maybe, of, but maybe Bearstow has a higher one. Maybe, like, yeah. it'd be pretty close, I would have thought, but I. Uh, I Bear still has one, 42, okay. So, okay, Bear, so basically, Joe Root, your wicked keeper is the second best batter on, at first class level, apparently. No, he's uh, not playing uh, as wicked keeper this, this test, but yeah. Yeah, oh, come on, England, why are you doing this? Because... This is what led to Johnny Bear still losing confidence. <laughs> well, he's 
he's the second best batter. He can't be you know, going to concentrate on the batting. They need Tell him for that. He's not batting number five. He's, oh, batting, he's number batting number five. What are they doing? <laughs> yeah. Johnny yeah. Bairstow is an incredible number six. Yeah. Like, one of the best number six. He would be... And you could play him as a wicked keeper at number... Or an incredible number seven. Like, you know, worldy at number seven. Ben Stokes can be number six. You would yeah. have the best six and seven. Incredible number four, Joe Root. Ollie Pope is Ollie Pope, I guess. But uh, Johnny Bairstow at five. This has never worked. <laughs> They're giving it one more go, man. One more go. Maybe this time. It'll be okay. Ollie Pope's also a wicked keeper. <laughs> yeah, good point, actually. How many wicked keepers can they fit into one team? I mean, that's, the New Z- that's what New Zealand used to do. <laughs> yes. Ollie Pope does have, like, a batting average of 51, I must say. But of that, he's got like a batting average of something like 100 at the Oval and fuck all everywhere else. So he's incredible at the Oval, but, you know, if he's not playing at the Oval. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. But Ollie Pope averages 50s. Like, okay, I get that's a guy you, you pick and keep persisting with him. But he's played 23 test matches and he averages about 28. Yeah. He's only scored a century, so he's definitely low on confidence. I, if you're gonna pick him, you gotta give him a run. I can't say that uh, England do this where they picked him. I think they picked him as a wicket keeper, and like instead of just picking him, being like this is your spot, doing and like have they destroyed his confidence to the point where like, you know, he can't. He needs a few years out of the test team and come back later. He's still young. He's 24 years old. Um, I would, you know, I'm sure he can make a good career at this level because uh, he clearly has skills. Yeah. Like, there's not many other people averaging 50 at first-class level batting, so. No, no. And that's 100 innings. That's decent. That's a good sample size. That is a good sample size. So, yes, that's... Uh... Means he's definitely as decent. Yeah. And sure, outside the oval, outside the oval, whatever you can, you know. It is what it is, but yeah. you know, he he still gets runs. So yeah, exactly. You can't have a high average like that and not be getting runs, um, and only be getting runs on one ground. Doesn't really make sense, so. Yeah, and he is. Um, so, okay, I'm not as. Uh, I'm not down on the Ollie Pope one. If I did criticize it earlier in the podcast about batting him number three, I'm not criticizing batting him at number three. I think also Ollie Pope is one of those players it's... who plays better when he is a wicket keeper. Yeah, like it, uh, so. I don't think he's used to batting at number three. For no, sorry, that is not his his normal spot. Um, yeah, it's a very much a unfamiliar role for him. I think you say. I think he's normally wicket keeping, so he's normally yeah six seven sort of area where he'd normally play. So um, interesting to see how he goes at number number three and um. I think that's the biggest surprise to me is 
is root at four and pope at three. You would have thought, you know, push root up to three just to be the the safeguard, and then pope at four or barrister at four and pope at five. Stokes at six, like yeah, whatever. That all makes as much sense as each other. So that's fine. But yeah, we'll have to see. We'll see. It could either be a master plan or it's the same old, same old, basically. Yeah, I I don't want to be a downer on England. Like, I'm not saying New Zealand is going to win. There are definitely problems on this New Zealand side as well. Um, because, as we showed, the batting can be fragile. Both Bangladesh and South Africa have exposed that batting lineup. Um, yeah. And the bowling... And if the batting... The lineup doesn't bat time. The bowling lineup can get tired. Yeah, that has also, and I think New Zealand have learned their lesson of not by not picking AJS Patel. They had too much of a samey attack, even in New Zealand conditions against South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Utilize their spin bowlers against New Zealand to a to a very good effect, and so did Bangladesh for that matter yeah. in that yeah. match that. Uh, they lost to Bangladesh, so it's good to see New Zealand have basically gone we stick to balance, uh, a return to kind of a proper orthodoxy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, because in a way, while Neil Wagner is an incredible first change bowler, um, I think if you Carl Jamieson can be an incredible first change bowler as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're building a workhorse, it's would you rather AJS Patel develop that game as a workhorse who can also be an attacking bowler? Um, he yeah. like Wagner is going to retire in a year or two. He is like he's been a great servant to the team, but just building for the future. I mean, uh, me and the fool did talk about look at the table and talk about New Zealand's chances to make the final. And it's very, very difficult, very unlikely to make it this time. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. As much as I played them up, I I don't really think that's happening. But yeah. No. Uh, as you say, I think it it requires us to win everything remaining. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, sweep everybody all the way through, which is possible, but very, very unlikely. Um, and then maybe we'll just just sneak in somewhere, but like if he gets yeah. two hundred and fifty wickets, Neil Wagner, incredible career. Um, if he uh he's done everything for New Zealand uh yeah definitely at best level. So I would it would be an incredible career. He'd be well missed. But w once again, he while he's while he doesn't lack in intensity, like yeah, he has lost a bit of pace. I think that's noticeable. He yeah. is more bily and using experience to get people out and nows. Yeah. Uh, but at this say. point, are you better off developing a player like Ajas Patel, who could, do, who would be doing that job for, in theory, longer? Because you know, as a spin bowler, he could play to his late thirties. Avoid, yeah. especially if he's only playing overseas and in conditions <laughs> that suit him. That, yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and also, yeah, developing Carl Jamison into that role as well. Um, Carl Jamison into that first change role. Um, yeah. And uh, you've got, like, you know, Ajaz and Timmy are only three years younger than 
Neil Wagner and obviously Trent Bolt is about four years younger. Um, Trent, touch wood, barring injuries, hopefully will play until his late 30s. I could easily see him be like one of those guys who has like a Richard Hadley type career. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I think the useful thing is that Trent seems to have a, a pretty useful action that doesn't seem to put yeah. a lot of stress on him. So he, he seems to be able just to bowl and bowl and doesn't get hurt as much, um, especially as much as other New Zealand fast bowlers. Uh, yeah. Shane Bond. <laughs> um, so, you know, that does bode well for him to be able to um, continue playing, you say, until he's much older. So, which would be good, as you say. So, Henry is only 30. Uh, yeah. very, I think a very useful player to have in the squad. And we spoke about Lockie Ferguson, who yeah. is also only 30. I would hope still has a long a career in the, the test match game. Yeah, though Ferguson does seem to um, injure himself a bit more. So there's the possibility that he is a bit more... Um, being a bit more injury prone won't last as long relatively so they may That's be maybe less ideal. true maybe, maybe but uh you know Walker Eunice played to his 40s yeah yeah right uh that like you know can you like New Zealand is one of the best places to bat in the world at first class level and test level yeah. Um it's second only to Sri Lanka and Lockie uh Ferguson strikes at 44 uh balls a wicket. Yeah. Which Yeah, and like averages 24 from... which is like uh inc- incredible. That is incredible. I mean, yeah. I I don't take away from Ferguson's amazing amazing ability. Um and yeah, and Hopefully, like, he you can't his... train what you can't train somebody to do what Lockie Ferguson does. Oh, no, there's no. plenty of bowlers who bowl at the 140 mark, you know, the 88 miles per hour mark. You know, yeah, Lockie yeah. Ferguson consistently goes above 90, above 92, 93, and yeah, like yeah. you can't, you can't train that. And that uh, if he. Like, you know, if you have him and Kyle Jamieson leading the attack going forward sort of thing, that's basically two unicorns, you know, once the two T's are... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you can't train what Kyle Jamieson does either. Like, Kyle Jamieson's no. no spring chicken. He's 27, you know, he's well... He's got, in theory, many years left as well. But, you know, he's a big yeah, guy, yeah. unfortunately, which means there's more that can go wrong. Yeah, yeah. Your uh, and and obviously he's like incredible as well. Like he strikes at forty six balls at first class level as you know. It's amazing, yeah. And, and like averages twenty two. Yeah. By the way, toss has been made. Williamson called tails, and it landed on tails. And apparently, you Williamson... know, Kane Williamson doing Kane Williamson things. Yeah. A little bit off script. He has decided to have a bat first. Yeah, I love it. I, I love like it. it. I love it too. <laughs> okay, this makes the whole picking AJS Patel makes so much sense. He's gonna New Zealand are gonna be able to bowl spin in the fourth innings. Incredible. Yeah, love it. Bat first at Lords. 
first day of the summer. Yep. The beginning of the Platinum Jubilee weekend. Yeah. Good. So I see here um, the England team's doing a bit of a tribute with Graham Thorpe's former test captain. Um, is quite seriously ill in hospital. Not exactly sure what, but our prognosis unclear. Seriously ill in hospital. That's sad. Oh, it's just to a bit hear sad. Yeah. So hopefully he gets better, but yeah, yeah it's a very yeah. sad thing to hear. Well, touch wood. I mean, we've had a rough year with the losses uh, of cricketers this year. Yeah, yeah. With with Rod Marsh, Shane Warne, and Andrew Simons. Yeah. Very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. No. Yeah, so it could be uh, another one gone before their time. Yeah, well, hope not. Hope not. Yeah. Touch wood. Yeah, touch wood. And now, batting first, you gotta say, Tom Latham, bring yeah. on the weapon, right? He. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so incredible to me how quickly New Zealand's batting when Kane Williamson left Tom. Latham basically just filled into that role of the safe guy in your yeah, lineup. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, him and Devin Conway, that could be a long-lasting partnership for this team. Going yeah, yeah. Forward. Oh, definitely. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, also, AJ's is playing Tim, Trent, and Kyle, and Colin de Gronholm. So that's the the bowling attack is going to be that. So, yeah. Aegis Patel, Tim Southey, Trent Bolt, Carl Jameson, Colin Dugano. That'll be the ones to to lead the bowling lines. Yeah. That's, it's quite interesting as well. Yeah. No Wagner. Yeah, no Wagner this game. And no uh, Hen uh, Matt Henry this game. No, no Which Matt we Henry. expected Matt Henry to yeah. not play. And Daryl Mitchell as well. Um, yeah. That's interesting to me with the all-rounder thing because... Excuse me. While Colin de Grandholm is uh, better as a bowler, I think, than Daryl Mitchell... Yeah. I think Daryl Mitchell can fill the role Colin de Grandholm does with the bat. Sorry, with yes. the ball, which is to be yeah. the uh, fifth bowler. Like, yeah. I think Daryl Mitchell, like, Colin de Grandholm is not so much better at bowling that Daryl Mitchell is, you know, you, you know Daryl Mitchell can't do what Colin de Grandholm does for the team. Yeah, I know the what you mean. The issue here is... And both of them, I think, batting-wise, uh, I think Daryl Mitchell is better. Like, just whenever yeah. he's been asked to do something for the team, he just does it. Like, you know, bat or bat number three, yeah, bat number four, sure. Bat, yeah, exactly. you know, bat number six, Daryl does it. Like, and that's the, uh, you know, and he sometimes can be like fifth bowler, sixth bowler, or even fourth bowler if need be. You know, that's yeah, yeah. the sort of attitude he seems to have with the team. And he, you know, he is like six years yo uh, younger oh, than Colin. Daryl Mitchell's in the team as well. I just see the full lineup. 
it goes Latham, Young, Williamson, Conway, Mitchell, Blundell, Grand- um, De Grandhomme, Jameson, Salvi, Patel, Bolt. So we get both of them. Daryl Mitchell filling at number five. So no um, Henry Nichols either. Has Henry Nichols got COVID? That's right. Oh, does he? Ah, there we go. Right, right. Henry Nichols had COVID, therefore he wasn't going to play. See, Daryl Mitchell can bat number five. There you yeah, go. Yeah. This is this is the thing. Daryl Mitchell just does what you ask him to do, which is why I think... Exactly. Sure, if, because Henry Nichols is not playing makes sense for Colin DeGrandhomme to play, 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. I understand that, and he's batting number seven. Tom Blundell's going to bat number six, apparently, in that yeah, yeah. This lineup. Which, yeah, okay, I... If Colin de Grandhomme's going to bat number seven, is it would it have been worth it to swap him out for Neil Wagner in these conditions? Maybe. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that Daryl Mitchell was going to bat number five instead of Henry Nichols. If if yeah. Colin de Grandhomme was batting six, different story. Because yeah. I think six is way too high for Carl Jameson. Yeah. To bat, uh, I think Carl seven eight yeah, perfectly because yeah. uh, 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 you know Tim Saudi can bat eight as well. Yeah, yeah, no issues there. And Neil Wagner can bat nine, no problem. Bat nine or bat eight as well, no problem. You know, there's yeah, yeah. a the it's not like Carl Jameson batting number seven is gonna have like if he doesn't succeed at seven, like eight nine are terrible. Like no, no, Neil Wagner no. and Tim Saudi are very capable, and and so is HS Patel and Trent Bolt. Yeah, other option of course is instead of um, Wagner would be Henry, who would also bring in some good batting. Um, yeah, yeah, Matt Henry, hundred percent. Um, but as a you know, I think. Wagner is ahead of Matt Henry in the uh, in the pecking order when it comes to bowling. I w- yeah, yeah. Would have well, I think in the end it's it's more that Henry is is the Southie Bolt um, backup. So for whatever reason he goes in when one of them is injured. He he fills the same role as they do, um, whilst Wagner fills his own role. So and maybe that's yeah, Jameson's Whereas, more that. But yeah, and you know how much I value. The effect of a left arm bowler uh, like Wagner, yeah, yeah, and uh, the t- in the red ball lineup. Uh, so, you know that could be uh, the only because you've got Daryl Mitchell at five who can bowl plenty of overs, and Aegis yeah. Patel can bowl plenty of overs. There's yeah, lots yeah. of time for like Neil Wagner, Carl Jamieson, Tim Saudi, Trent Bolt to attack and take breaks in between. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of bowling in this lineup. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, so. that's the only issue I've got with this New Zealand side. I'm wondering if they've unnecessarily picked an all-rounder at number seven when they didn't need to. Yeah, that is a good point. Like, and, and yeah. So like Daryl Mitchell, number five, no issues. I think. No. Uh, exactly. I think Colin De Grandum, number five, would have been too high. Oh, definitely. But and yes. Tom Blundell, number six, also no issues. I've, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, yeah. Did we need to have an all rounder at number seven? Yeah, we exactly. could have just gone with Carl Jamieson, who is fine. Yeah, and just slid on another specialist bowler in. Yeah. 
because of Kyle Jamison, we could develop Kyle Jamison into a good number seven that just opens up our ballot. Like, we could go with this line, you know, if we develop Kyle Jamison into a number seven, we could literally replace Colin de Grandhomme's spot with another bowler, and this would be our lineup. We'd have Saudi, Patel, Bolt, Jamison, and another bowler, whether that's uh, Wagner, whether that's Henry, whether that's uh, Ferguson. All really yeah. good options, like oh, depending on the conditions. Yeah, yeah. Or Rachin Ravindra if you're wanting another spin bowler, or Ish Sodi who's moved to Canterbury. Yeah. I don't know if you heard he's permanent because no, he's lived in Canterbury for the last few years, but he's permanently moved to. He's now playing for Canterbury. Oh wow. And he is um going to the Todd Astle School of Leg Spin. So Canterbury are going to have two leggies in their Red Bull team. Um, So I wouldn't mind. Like, can we, uh, would be like this number seven-ish Sodi, you know, with this like Carl Jamison at number seven, you have Tim Saudi, Trent Bolt, Ajaz Patel-ish Sodi. That's still. That is a a tasty, tasty lineup. I would do it. Go with that. Hey, that's. This is another good reason why Dara Mitchell should be. I know he's he's in the squad, but why he should be considered further up that picking order for the all rounder type slot? Yeah, because he can bat he, five. He can bat yeah. a legitimate top order position. It's really strengthening up our our batting stocks, which allows for more um more options in the bowling stocks. I feel like yeah. like obviously Henry Nichols will play if he's when he's not got COVID and recovered like I think Henry Nichols is a really good player and he's unfortunate to miss out against this England team there's no all lot because there's no off spinners in this team (laughs) oh in the England team no yes yes you know he's uh, you know the he could very easily um, have done quite well in this game Um, at batting at number five um, so this is the only thing where would you fit Daryl Mitchell in? Because Daryl Mitchell can bat six very easily. Uh, yeah. And then you've got Tom Blundell at seven. And then you're back to the four ball, uh, you're back to the four bowlers. Uh, but then still, Daryl Mitchell gives you so much flexibility, I think. They... Yeah, yeah. That's what I think as well. Gives you a little more, f- more flexibility than the ground home, in my mind, anyway. Yeah, I agree. Because in this, if Matt Henry, uh, sorry, Henry Nichols comes back, then obviously he replaces Daryl Mitchell. Um, then you're, this is the thing, like, New Zealand have to, if New Zealand can develop Kyle Jamieson into a number seven, then Daryl Mitchell just would be, like, the substitute. He can bat wherever somebody's injured in the batting lineup. Yeah. And he's there, um, and he's providing some extra bowling to that team. And... He, you've got, and so that Daryl can kind of focus on his batting more than worry about being an all-rounder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you've got, you know, Kyle Jamison batting seven. You've got eight, nine, ten, eleven, basically to whoever you want. Yeah. Like as I yeah. said, Henry, Lockie Ferguson, Neil Wagner, or Ish Sodi, or Todd Astle for that matter. Yeah, exactly. 
It is. There's been a few things on the Crickinfo commentary talking about Big Call to play no Wagner mm -hmm. or and, Henry, who've apparently yeah. done well in the county championship. Yeah, I know yeah, Wagner's so well. done well. Wagner always does well. But yes, um, yeah, I guess that's Big Call. You know, you've got proven performers in English conditions that would, um, you could see them getting picked for that. But at the same time, in Kane we trust. In Kane we trust. So, yeah, and I'd say it's Jameson, Salvi, Patel, Bolt. I mean, it's hard. Whilst Henry's very good, it's also hard to... Which one do you swap out for him? Especially if you want to the have some thing... sort of spin option. Yeah, that's one of those things. I'd like... I know it's difficult to think about, but if Kane Williamson's batting career is uh like limited now with that uh, elbow injury yeah cuz i don't feel like he's ever really recovered from it no uh, who would be the number 3 to long term like i don't think we need to think about replacing kane williamson full stop because He's obviously young enough, and I'm only worried about the injury. Yeah, yeah. Whether he can get back to playing his best. Or will Kane Williamson have to bite the bullet and just retire from white ball cricket? Will stop to keep playing test matches? Hmm, maybe. I mean, that's a decision for him. Like, that's yeah, yeah. a huge financial call. Like, I'm not saying I'm, I'm, I'm not making that call for him, obviously. No, no. Um, uh, the, um, but yeah, that's, uh, he says he's better and it won't be an issue in this game. So we'll see if he is, if he's better than, you know, hopefully he plays there for another decade, decade and a half in New Zealand. Like we're not greedy, right? Only 15 more years of Kane Williamson. That's all we want. That's all we want. Please. I'll, I'll accept Betting it. 15 and maybe like a 20% improvement on the batting output. That's all we want. That's. Yeah. We're not greedy. Not greedy at all, come on. But, you know, because Kane Williamson, should he continue to, uh, with his career trajectory and he doesn't get, you know, the injuries don't hold him back, uh, yeah, he could become the first New Zealand player to get to 10,000 test runs. He's on 7,272 yeah. behind Ross Taylor, I believe. Mm-hmm. But not for long. No. Yeah. And so we could actually see him uh, go on to... He could even, in theory, become the uh, highest uh, run scorer of all time in Test cricket. Ooh, that could be quite impressive. Yeah. So we're uh, uh, yeah, fifteen years, yeah, not twenty percent. That was ridiculous. Five percent improvement on your run improve. Okay, that's all we need. <laughs> Only a little bit. Uh, uh, the other issue, unfortunately, is Kane's had probably the worst IPL he's ever had. Yeah, did say that his yeah since his return from his injury. It wasn't a very good, it was an underwhelming return, I think. Yeah, pretty poor um, IPL. And then he turned out for 
a county game. It was also not that great. But this is a different kettlefish, so. Let's say in came we trust. I'm sure he will be fine. And it will But yeah, maybe he doesn't have to bat until later today anyway. As Latham and Young just sort of bat out the day. Yeah, Tom Latham could also like get ten thousand runs. We're not greedy. <laughs> exactly. It's no problems. Look how ungreedy we are. Speaking of greed, Sri Lanka managed to win a series in Bangladesh. Ooh. So winning their second match by ten wickets. Um, that's interesting to me because Sri Lanka was seen, I think, as kind of one of the weaker sides uh, at the moment. And Test yeah. and Bangladesh had done pretty well in recent times. Though they're not doing that well at home. They're doing better away from home, like winning a Test match in New Zealand and things like this. But their yeah. home form has, uh, like, they used to be, like, almost unbeatable at home at some point. Yeah, yeah. That is no longer the case um other series that is currently going on is no i I thought india were currently still in a series oh that's right the current series they're still on is against england because that's going to be played later after this new zealand series is over i believe yeah Uh, they haven't yet decided on a day no they still have to fit it in do they yeah so that's still to come. England, like I, like we mentioned earlier, had lost a series to the West Indies in West in the West Indies. Yeah. Um, uh, South Africa swept Bangladesh. Uh, they're looking a good shout. I believe they were your favorite to make the final for this yeah. tournament, and I think once again they look a good, very good shout for that. Yeah, they're doing very well. They have a home series against uh, the West Indies as well. Yeah. Uh, And then they have an away series against against Australia, which they've not traditionally done well in Australia. Obviously, they had that legendary uh, winning series in 2009. Yeah. um, When uh, we had players like Graham Smith and GP Dumini do the business against South Africa, but then Australia then went to South Africa and thrashed them. It could be an interesting setup. India and Australia could end up playing uh, next year, February, March, for, as a decider for who gets to play in the final against South Africa, depending yeah. on how Australia play against South Africa. South Australia are top of the table. Yeah. I mean, I could... I I think at home South Africa will sweep the West Indies, but I could very easily see Australia sweep South Africa because South Africa's batting lineup isn't great. Yeah. Uh, they're in at home. They're always a threat because their bowlers are really really good. Yeah, exactly. But it's harder to see how they'll do away from home. How will they do? A- this is the thing. How will they do against England away from home? I think South Africa have better bowlers than England, so I'm giving them the edge. And yeah. their batters are slightly better than England's batters. Yeah. So that's not particularly hard at the moment. 
Yeah. Is it a rolled unit anyway? Yeah, yeah. No, it could be interesting, but I say South Africa are doing very well, so I think that that gives a lot of belief as well, um, which will help push that team along. Um, just keep them keep them out in front, I would think. You say it may come down to Australia India series, depending a bit on exactly how the Australia South Africa series um, pans out, but. I think it's still a lot to play for and everything. Um, well, we so far in the te World Test Championship, the highest run scorer is Joe Root with 1,175 runs, averaging 54. Um, incredible. I think he's still, he's one of the few of the that big four, unfortunately, after Keynes had the injury, after about 2008, I believe 2000, since the 2015 World Cup, all of the big four have taken a bit of a hit to their averages and yeah. has everybody else. Apart from Joe Root, um, yeah. Kane has pretty much stayed even. Um, Virat Kohli and Steve Smith's uh, drop-in averages is well documented. Yeah. And Joe Root's gone up somehow. <laughs> So, but yeah, he's been incredible in this tournament so far. The second, uh, uh, the if there was ever like a man of the uh, man of the you know most valuable player sort of trophy given for this, that's clearly gonna be him. Yeah, it is um, crazy how much how much more and how much better he's he's playing. Yeah. Um, yeah. To be fair, he's played a lot more matches than anybody, 12. And England do play more matches, so he is always going to score more runs. But his yeah. average of 54. Uh, Liton Dash is second to, uh, from him, the Bangladeshi wicketkeeper. Uh, yeah. 782 test runs with, a, with an average of 55.85. Yeah. Including that 141 he scored against New Zealand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's doing very well as well. And then Uzi Kawarja just yeah, scoring 750 <laughs> runs in five matches, you know? Yeah. When you're hot, you're hot. Yeah, it ain't no thing, as they say. Yeah. No. Kawarja's, yeah. Just doing Kawarja. That's just amazing. Like, what a redemption runs. story for Uzi Kawarja here. Just absolutely on fire at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's really taken that and and yeah, really cementing himself back into that Australian lineup and making it almost impossible for them to drop him. Yeah, and looking at the wickets side of things, Jaspreet Bumrah with forty wickets in nine matches, like mm. incredible. Uh, Shaheen Afridi thirty-seven from seven games, once again incredible. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them averaging in the 18s, and Pat Cummins doing 33 and 7. Uh, nothing to sneer at over there either. No. <laughs> yeah, and so there's a. And Mohammed Shami, 30 from 8 games. So he's 
Uh, this is why India is doing as well as they have. Look at the two bowlers in that top five wickets chart. That'll do it, I think. Yeah, that that really does help. Having yeah, two inform um, bowlers just absolutely tearing it up for you. So yeah, you don't have to go too much further down. You've got more well, next one down after Shami is Ashwin, and then Jadeja is not that far below them either so yeah that sort of does paint the picture for india like their bowlers are are taking all the wickets yeah so the highest score for this tournament so far is 252 by tom latham earlier this year against yeah. bangladesh nobody else has scored a double century yet for this edition of the um World Test Championships, and obviously best bowling figures is by HS Patel. I don't think yeah. that one's getting beaten <laughs> this time. No, I, I think... there's some good bowlers in this tournament. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. I think you're right. I think yeah, that may just be set up the top for this whole tournament. Yeah, I mean Matt Henry is up there in this thing for best for his seven for against South Africa. Yeah. Yeah, but, but uh, none of us thought he was going to uh, beat HS Patel. No, the um, yeah, uh, marriage, ma, uh, South Africa has got two sevenfers, so yeah, yeah, very useful. Very um, useful, always good. So South Africa with a decent spin bowler in their lineup now. Yeah, getting wickets. And the and the best match bowling figures also HS Patel fourteen because that one might be beaten, but even that's tough to see happening. Fourteen wickets in a match, two hundred and twenty five runs. Yeah. That yeah, you say. A bit more possible, but also yeah. Not I mean, wait we can give him things like, yeah, sure, HS Patel only bats in only bowls in conditions that suit him. Because, but you know, he's also bowling against teams that are used to playing spin. Yeah. He's not. He's not playing uh, lineups like uh, England or the West Indies, where they're a bit weaker against the spin balls. Where he's got those wickets and uh, his career wickets in places like Sri Lanka, uh, you know, the UAE and yeah, India. Exactly. Where you know, they're this is his type of bowling should be their bread and butter. Yeah, exactly. They should have the most um, you say most experience against his time bowling should be able to deal with it. But he's still picking up plenty of wickets there. It sort of does show his class. I, yeah. I think anyway. Absolutely, I think so too. Which would should go say that it wouldn't matter which conditions he was bowling in, he would still be picking out wickets. So, Just to point out for India's other, just in case you were wondering, like India might be a two-man team with their bowling lineup, Akshar Patel and Ravi Chandran Ashwin also average below 20 this tournament <laughs> so far. Yes, yes, no. The Indian... Ashwin with 29 wickets, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, the... The, um... Yeah, India. India are good. I think we can conclude that. Yes, we can definitely conclude that. 
their um bowling lineup is definitely um right up there. It's hard to argue they're not one of the best in the world. Like yeah. that pace bowling lineup is just Maybe New Zealand's a bit more varied because we've got one tall guy and potentially one really fast guy if we wanted to bring Lockie Ferguson in and yeah. a bit few more lefties. But, you know, India have good swing bowlers, have a good workhorse-type bowler in Ishant Sharma, and they've got Boomra, who, yeah, he makes up for not being tall by being another unicorn. Like, Yeah. Oh, I like looking at the um, bowling averages for the tournament. Best average so far is, of course, Ross Taylor. I don't think that's going to be beaten. An average of zero. Ah, oh, yeah. Strike rate of three balls. That makes sense. Though, yeah. if it's a, if you go to the minimum 500 deliveries, the best is Lungi and Gidi. With 15 wickets at an average of 15. Over nice. three games. Get them while you can, is all I can say, if you're getting those sort yeah, of numbers. Exactly. It's a tough team to break into, the South Africa one, so if you can, yeah, make definitely. sure you get the... Uh, make sure you get the... Now, uh, speaking of India, because I fully expect them to make the... Uh, make that final um they've got bangladesh away um india have nothing to fear playing in bangladesh i no. don't think uh i i could see them easily sweep bangladesh unfortunately mm -hmm. for me um they are playing and then they play australia at home with over a four match series like i think india might drop a game in that series at some point just because yes. they seem to do that. Yeah. But they're not winning, Australia, by the way. No, no. Uh, that's not happening. No. I could say I could see maybe Australia winning one game, maybe another game drawn, but yeah, I think India wins Australia have lost to India in the last two home test series. Yeah. Like, very bad, like, very comprehensively. Yeah. And, like, India came back from 36 all out to go and beat Australia. Yeah, yeah. 2-1. And, like, in the Gabba, no less, chasing 300-plus in the last game. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, with their, you know, third-string side. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, it's, yeah. That is a legendary um, game, that one. So... Yeah, but as you say, I don't see, I don't see Australia winning the series in India. There might be a draw. Yeah. There might be an Australian win. That's about as close as they're going to get. Absolutely. And I sort of expect the first few games to be very India, and then maybe India <laughs> lost the first game against England in the series last year after coming home from Australia and lost yeah. pretty badly the first game and then swept the rest of the games against England like 1-3-1. One, one. Yeah. So that can happen like they take a, a game to get used to you get back into the groove basically. Yeah, and then but yeah, Australia doesn't really have an answer to people like Akshar Patel, who's like another unicorn by the way, like yeah. That tall left arm guy who just bowls darts outside your off stump and can bowl it both ways. Yeah. Hello. 
Always nice. Tall spin bowler who can who can spin the ball both ways. Just yeah, yeah. sign us up, please, and bowls pretty quick. Yeah. Look at that. New Zealand's managed to make its way through the first over. Made an over by Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Anderson. Yeah. Still none for none. None for none. Tom Latham seeing off the first over. Yeah. Just the one close call by the looks of it. Third ball in, just curling past the outside edge. Obviously, the team need Tom Latham to continue his good run of form. Yeah. Should they. What, should New Zealand want to make that final? But, but yeah, he's got Stuart Broad. If you can see off the two veterans, it's going to be a tough series for England because I don't think Broad and Anderson can play all the games. No. I'm sure they'll try their very best for, but yes. I think you're right. I think. Um... And how much of a workload can New Zealand give these two guys in that first game if New... if these batters can bat two days, bat once... Yeah. That would be the plan, right? If you can. That's always the plan, if you can. If you bat first, bat long. Yeah. Bat first, bat big. Bat Ooh, bats. good run. Good run. Nice. I think that's all we have time for today. We hope you all enjoy the test match. Don't yeah. tell us the result if you're, if you're hearing it before the game's over. And uh, we'll <laughs> catch you all next time. Catch you all next time.